Shabbat, Perk, Kaf, Gimel, Mishnah, Gimel. The Prophet Isaiah tells us to honor Shabbat by refraining from pursuing your affairs and speaking words. Now, when it says from pursuing your affairs, this requires us to uh, avoid engaging in weekday affairs, even if there's no malacha involved. So therefore, we, the sage prohibits one from participating in commercial transactions to go to the field to see what work it requires after Shabbat or to read documents that pertain to business. The clause of the Daber Davar, speaking words, forbids even the discussion of privacy matters. So therefore, we can't speak about business affairs, make financial calculations, discuss plans to perform after Shabbat, something that is prohibited on Shabbat itself. Now, we're going to have some presentations of the applications of these laws. Lo yiskar adam parlim ba A person cannot hire workers on Shabbat to work for them after Shabbat. Vlo yomar adam lechaviron l'skar lo parlim. And a person cannot tell their friend to hire workers on Shabbat for to work for them after Shabbat. Now, one is forbidden on Shabbat to go more than two thousand amot from their place of residence, whether it's the house or um, somewhere you know wherever they've pla- they've set their residence on Shabbat. This is called the techum Shabbat. Shabbat's boundary. If a person wants to engage in some activity outside their Tuchum as soon as possible after Shabbat, they would have to go to the edge of the Tuchum and wait there till after nightfall so that they could travel beyond these 2,000 amount, the Tuchum, after Shabbat ends. Now, there's certain instances where it's prohibited and certain instances where it is permitted, and here we'll see some of these cases. In Machshichin ala Tuchum liskol paralim ulahavi perot. One cannot wait at the boundary of the Tuchum until nightfall in order to hire workers. So let's say you know there's people that can do a job for you that live 2,500 amount away, and you need them straight after Shabbat. You can't wait at the edge to then Shabbat and then and then you know be closer to them for after Shabbat, uh, or to bring back fruit that is growing beyond the branches. So let's say your orchard is again three thousand amount away from your house. You can't wait two thousand amount to go and get some fruit straight after Shabbat, because these acts are prohibited on Shabbat. We cannot prepare for these activities by waiting at the edge of the Tuchum. However, a person can wait at the boundary until nightfall in order to guard the property after Shabbat, because guarding is permitted on Shabbat, and then they can bring back fruits after their hand. So, so they want to go and, and check up and guard the property, you know, do the night shift at the orchard after Shabbat. They can go and wait at the edge of the boundary, and then they can, they, they, they're then permitted afterwards to also bring back fruits back, because that wasn't the intent for them waiting at the edge of the Tuchum. Now, according to the previous Tanah, you can never wait at the boundary until nightfall, to do a forbidden activity after Shabbat. Now, the next Tanah holds that there's an exception. Kalal Amar Abashaol. Abashaol states the rule. Kal she'ani zakai ba'amirato rashai ani lahachshich alav. Any activity that I'm permitted to discuss, I'm also permitted to wait at the boundary until nightfall to perform. So now you can discuss forbidden work after Shabbat for the sake of a mitzvah. For example, if someone if there, there needs to be, a, a coffin needs to be made for someone that passed away. So therefore, according to Abba you can also you can also wait at the boundary to do this forbidden work after Shabbat for the sake of a mitzvah. Mishnah Dalit. So Abba Shaul gave gives some exa- examples now of the rule that he said at the end of the previous Mishnah that you can wait at the Shabbat boundary for the purpose of doing a mitzvah after Shabbat. We can wait at the boundary of the edge of the Zuchom until nightfall to attend to the needs of a, of a kala, of a bride. For example, you need to cut myrtle branches for a, for a wedding canopy. Or to attend to the needs of a met, a deceased person after Shabbat. For example, to bring a coffin or burial shroud. Now the Mishnah will teach some other rules relating to a funeral that takes place after Shabbat. Now this, this is based on the rule taught in the Mishnah that if a non-Jew does a manacha 
or another forbidden activity for Jew on Shabbat, no Jew can benefit from it on Shabbat. If a non-Jew brought flutes, which were used to play sad music at Jewish funerals on Shabbat from outside the boundary, from outside the Tzchum, so there's non-Jew... Uh, so there's the assumption that it was there was the intent to bring the flutes for the Jewish funeral. A, a Jew cannot mourn, use them for, for grief, for the for the dead, through playing them. They cannot be used for mourning. A Jew cannot use them for mourning for the funeral that's used after Shabbat. So as in, you cannot use the flutes the moment Shabbat ends. However, they've got to wait the amount of time it will take to bring the flutes from the same location after Shabbat. So, so there'll be no advantage gained. So example, if the non-Jew brought them from an hour away, you've got to wait an hour until after Shabbat to play them. This applies unless it was known that the flutes came from a nearby place. So a place within the Tuchum. In which case they can be used after Shabbat since there was no violation of Shabbat that occurred when bringing them. Now, even if they brought them through from within the Tuchum, there was most likely going to be a case of carrying, of transferring hot sa'ah. So therefore, even in that case, you've got to wait a bit of time, you know. So let's say, he, you know, he lived in Tuchum and it you know, it took a few minutes to get to get here. You've got to wait that time. But the truth is, once Shabbat finishes and you get everything ready, that time would have elapsed. If non-Jews made a coffin for another non-Jew or dug a grave for that person on Shabbat, you covered by Israel. A Jew can be buried in it immediately after Shabbat because the work was not done for a Jew. But if the work was done for a non-Jew and it was known publicly, it was done publicly as in it was, it was, it was quite clear, this Jewish person can never be buried in it because in this case it is known to the public that the coffin or the grave were made in violation of Shabbat and therefore they would always see, it would always be seen, ah, there's... Uh, there's Plony, so and so, who's buried there. Ah, you know the story of that grave. His grave was was dug on Shabbat, so it would be it won't be so good for him. So it can't be so it can't be for that person. However, another Jew can be buried in it because it won't be that it was buried. It was made for him, so therefore it's not necessarily such a good such a disgrace or degrading for that person. Have a great day.